everyone, and welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we're playing every single Wii U game in whatever random order we feel like it. And I think today's a little more random than usual. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's kind of a, a collection, a, a grab bag, if you will. It's of, a grab bag uh, of joy. Of it's kinda. like you go to Santa's house, and he's like, just reach into my sack and feel around, and you just... You just... <laughs> and it's not inappropriate. No, it's, exactly. It's, you're excited you just, to do that. Exactly, and maybe you reach in there, and you get like a copy of Bionic Commando for the Game Boy. That, that'd be a I pretty good one. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Was that a specific uh, Christmas gift you got? Was that a specific no. Christmas memory? Um, I just like Bionic Commando for the Game Boy. I like I, my specific too. Christmas memory was uh, Super Dodgeball or for the Game Boy Advance. Okay. All I right. don't know why I wanted that game, and then I it was, was it, only okay. It was only okay. Okay, I yeah. was going to say, was it worth it? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not familiar with the Super Dodgeball universe. Oh, it has those hilarious, like, uh, River City Ransom-style characters. Okay, sure. Um, which, I don't know what those guys are officially called. Yeah, I don't know I, what they're called either. They're, they I know just... they're Crash and the Boys. Sure. But, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's that's what that Amazon series is about, right? It's like yes. they, they took out, it's that old NES game. They bought the license, but Crash decided not to come back. Yeah. So they only had the boys. I think they're waiting to season four to introduce Crash. Oh, yeah. okay, they, got they, it. There's and then been some contract disputes, yeah. And then the thing. street challenge can begin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> finally, finally, the street challenge can begin. Uh, well, my name is Steve Gunling. Hi, I'm Woody Siskowski. Uh, today we are playing three very randomly selected games that just kind of didn't really fit anywhere else. They're all just kind of unique fit little in my heart. indie weird games uh, that we're going to be talking about. So we're, the three games we're covering today are Tank, Tank, Tank. That's, uh, that, that's all three points games after every tank? one of them. That's no, all... that's one game, the my The one friend. game, getting, three tanks? We get so many titles for just one game. Uh, the next game is Runbow, and then the final game is Tumblestone. Uh, so, like, I'm technically, these are all one-word titles. It's just one of them is repeated three times. And one of them is not a real word. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, uh, two of them is not a real oh, word. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. you don't just say runbow all the time? In well, your... I do, but I have a speech impediment. I'm like, oh, oh it's sure. raining out. There's a runbow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a delightful speech impediment. That is. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, what else are you playing right now before we get into these? Oh, sure. Man, yeah. we're, we're just hauling through this. It's... Oh, I'm sorry. We, no, I, that's I, okay. I, we can slow it down. No, I am. No, we're... Uh, <laughs> There was a I new hit the power up that slowed everything down, yeah. and it's Ugh. like doesn't really benefit anybody. Yeah, but... Runbo, one of those questionable, questionable use of the term power up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was a new Magic: The Gathering set that came out a yeah. couple weeks ago. You, boy, maybe that I've just been sort of catching up on, doing my traditional put in some money and see if I can run seven wins and keep keep going. You you pay to play as long as you can, mm -hmm. um, and then very weirdly, I think there's like a new Magic set coming out in like three weeks I, oh, wow. they're a little out of control i, yeah, I have played magic for a further? long long time and it feels like they just have been pumping them out in in a way where i am just confused there was from like 1996 to maybe 2012 i could recognize the symbol on every like magic card set yeah i would be like okay that's your ravnica that's your urza's legacy that's your weatherlight um and now there's just so many symbols. I'm like, I have, I've never seen this card before <laughs> in my life. I okay. used to just be able to see a picture of a magic card, be like, oh yeah, that's blankety blank. And now there's probably more magic cards that I don't know than those that I do. I mean, the blankety blank set was my favorite. Yeah, one. that's like, fair. You uh, just they, as an avid magic player who knows what you're talking they about. They just. Uh, they just gave up on it and released a set of blank cards. And like, Fill it in yourself. You know, <laughs> it's like we don't give a fuck. Just <laughs> yeah. draw dicks on it. I don't care. Sure. 
Uh, I uh, I finished playing Castlevania Bloodlines. Uh, very very hard, very pretty game. That sounds um, like a Castlevania uh, game. Sounds like a Castlevania game. Uh, I enjoyed it. it it's uh, a game you need save states for, I think. But that's uh, how I first beat uh, Castlevania Four for the Super Nintendo. I another, think I did too. Another very hard game another, that once save states came around, I'm like, oh, I'll finally beat this. With like great stuff in it that yeah. you want to see. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, you know, yeah, I've just been weirdly busy lately, so I'm kind of taking all my gaming in little uh, bite-sized chunks, and Nintendo Switch Online has been very good for that lately, so... uh I've been putting a little time into Rygar for the NES. Oh, a, sure. A game I've started many times. I've never really dug into it Is very it Rygar well. or Risgar? <laughs> it's it's Rygar? Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, you know, it's an odd game, because it's like... It's you have not, like a bladed yo-yo, right? I was gonna say that is one of the more satisfying weapons yeah. to use on the NES. It's like this little uh, big <laughs> discus with knives on it that's attached to a string, and you just like shoot it out in front <laughs> of you, and it comes back. It's weirdly satisfying. It seems a tremendously dangerous and inefficient weapon. Very much you, like so. throw it out. You're like, okay. It's like uh, that weapon in Kroll, the mm. glaive, oh, the where glaive, yeah, the yeah. glaive, where you like throw it out and then it returns, but it's bladed on all sides. Yeah, and you're like I don't know if I've thought this through. Yeah, how like, are you gonna, ca- how I how I gonna like catch this? The odds of catching it like uh, on the non-bladed part <laughs> is pretty low. Yeah. What was it? That game Dark Sector did that too. You had like oh, a I don't bladed, know that game. You had like a bladed boomerang. And it's okay. just like, yeah, okay. It's cool in theory. You're cutting the fuck out of your hand. But Rygar is like a platformer and then it has top down sections as well. It does. That- and it's also got kind of a weird sort of open ended structure where you can go into different levels, but like you'll you'll always hit a wall if you don't have a certain item you need before mm. you go on. It's also not very clear where the items you need are. Oh, wow. So it's an NES game that's not very clear about where the items very are. Very obtuse, kind of poorly trained. <laughs> Translated. It's got sure. some of the weirdest menus too. Like your menu options are baffling. It's like uh, uh, a veil or uh, a rest or, or like, and you press these buttons and they don't do anything. I'm like, what does the avail button do? Like, and they're not like skills. They're like promotions or something. I, I think there's some weird. Uh, I think they were just trying errors. to make it feel like very proper like, yeah. of, of it of it of the time you know it's like in the original dragon warrior where it's like ye have recorded ye uh accomplishments on the imperial skills of honor right do ye wish to rest and then at their end they're like make sure thou holdest down the reset button before turning off the power otherwise thou <laughs> imperial skulls of, of honor may be lost sure <laughs> just as in ancient times yeah. it's accurate <laughs> You know, it's a uh, interesting game. I, I think what this is really making me want to do is play the PS2 remake, which I've never played, mm. but I hear the the remake of it is quite good. And that'll be our next uh, DD series, there apparently. Rygar one, Rygar two, yeah, the two games in the Rygar uh, epic f- series. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but I hear that PS2 game is pretty fun. So I'll I, check it out. it's always fun to find like a NES game that is good enough to warrant a playthrough, yeah, like, that you haven't played because like yeah, I yeah. feel like. All of the A-grade NES games people are pretty aware of and have mostly played. And it's nice to find, like, a Star Tropics or a Crystallis or, you know... Crystallis is solid. Yeah, Yeah, Crystallis is solid. Yeah, Journey to Cilius, kind of a fun little game. Okay, I don't know that one. Yeah, Yeah, but those those can be satisfying, like, playthroughs, especially, you know... If you can get a setup with, like, a save state or something, and you're like, I'm going to see this game through to the end. Like, a thing that I didn't... remember playing briefly as a kid and now i'm finally gonna see the back end of it, it can yeah be very satisfying yeah it was like when i beat jaws for the nes oh god I'm like yeah. finally it That's happened right. you powered through yeah. that yeah yeah oh my god 
a very uh, long 15 minute game. <laughs> that is maybe the most, that's one of the more random series that we've done for, <laughs> for our Patreon. We covered all the Jaws games. <laughs> They're not good. Um, well, let's jump in and talk about our games today. We've got three interesting, weird little games to talk about, and we'll go in chronological order as we always do, starting with Tank, Tank, Tank. This was released November 18th, 2012. That's right. It is one of the 5,000 launch <laughs> games for the Wii U. This was developed and published by Namco Bandai, and it was also released in arcades. Is it Bandai or Bandai? Oh, no. After this Uh-oh. Ristar conversation, we're I, like, I want that to we're just totally be our show bogged now. down. Yeah, I just, our show is just correcting our grammar from now on. Just wondering. Yeah. Um, is it Namco or Nim- Nimco? It's Nimcod. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this game debuted in arcades back in 2009, and it was designed as kind of a spiritual successor to a 1996 Namco title called Tokyo Wars, which okay. uh, I believe was also exclusive to the Japan. Uh, the game was a sit-down cabinet, and it had a tall vertical screen. It could be played with up to four players at a time, depending on the rig. I think there were two-player right. cabinets. Right, you, you'd all be sitting players. next to each other like, you know, a racing cabinet, racing game cabinet or something. Yeah, and uh, it's it's uh, I've never seen one of these in the wild, but it's very no, brightly it colored and yellow. it must be more popular in Japan. Yeah, it did get a release over here, but uh, not in our local arcades, so I have not seen it. Um, yeah, but it was a big enough hit in Japan uh, that you know Namco thought it was worthy of a port to the new Wii U system, and uh, so they made it uh, an early Wii U exclusive and released it at launch along with nearly every other game on the Wii U. <laughs> the home version has been criticized for being too short, too limited on modes, and only offering one-player gameplay. But that, it doesn't offer one. It has co-op gameplay. It's just it's kind of like... It's been criticized by people saying incorrect things. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> But it's soon to be criticized by us. Yes, for, for correct for the, reasons. For mostly those same reasons. Uh, yeah, but. I mean, there is like a co-op. It's, it's kind of a weirdly structured co-op. Um, yeah, so this is an arcade game, you know, so it's not really uh, a story per se. There is like an adventure mode where they try to give you characters and there's a little bit of, but it, this this doesn't really immerse you in anything. No, it's, it, it's basically Fire Emblem style of the characters just standing and, you know, talking to each other in like still frames and you never sort of leave the laboratory of these randomly named characters. No, when, no. So I do, I could foresee this being an enjoyable game to play on um, on an arcade cabinet because yeah. it's very simple as its very. base mechanic. Um, this is a one-button game. Yes. Um, you have so many buttons, which is very odd. Like, the last tank game I think we played was Battle Tanks yeah. um, for the N64, which we both liked a lot. Yeah, Battle yeah. Tanks is very... Uh, Fast-paced and fun and explosive. And, and women th- are your currency. Sure. Yeah. Um, and this game seems like it's going to be plumbing from that same well, but you doesn't take long to realize how shallow this game is. Cause, like, unbelievably shallow. Yeah. It is. It, it makes battle tanks seem like battle zone. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's, that's, that's one for the, for the long-time listeners sure. there. Enjoy um, that. Because part of the... I mean, I'm no military expert. I'm no Tom Clancy, if you will. No, no, but, you don't run your own ops center. No, no. Um, part of the point of a tank is that it can move one direction and, like, the turret on the top could, you know, shoot a different direction or look at different directions. Here you have no camera control. There's just one... You just use the stick or the control pad to move, and you're sort of... As you move, your cursor, your aim, just kind of locks onto stuff. Yeah, 
but you you can't even really aim aside from just facing a thing and hoping it un- locks onto the right thing, which it and, usually does. Oh, sure. But, but like you really with this game, when in doubt, just press a button because yeah. every button is going to shoot your cannon. Uh, you don't really get to cycle through your weapons, so just shoot whatever you got. Yeah, you and, just, there's, uh, there's power ups that drop, and they'll just be like machine gun, and you pick up machine gun and you shoot it for you know a hundred bullets, and you're back to your regular gun, and then you go yeah. get a big missile launcher. And if if you want to dodge uh then this game suggests that you just go fuck yourself uh instead of doing that uh because you're not going to get out of the way of anything there's no way to evade you can move in one cardinal direction at a time relatively slowly yeah yeah so uh you're just gonna like absorb bullets until you explode or until you kill all of the giant robot bugs that are before you yeah uh there there's you know it's it's nicely chaotic. It's got that kind of rampage style of like, oh, it's it's fun knocking down these big right, buildings and that's why I feel like it. it would be an appealing arcade game. Yeah. You go there with three friends and you're like, hey, check out, check this out, and then you just kind of slam on the button and blow stuff up. Yeah, but it, and I mean, it, it holds your attention for exactly the amount of time that one dollar at a time will buy you. Yes, like it, you put in your dollar and then you die. You're like, okay, I think I'll move on to Star Wars Cabinet now. Yep, yeah, exactly. And it, it this game. Graphically and sound-wise is very Dreamcasty to me for a yeah. couple different reasons. Like, Se- Sega has a habit of putting, like, very enthusiastic announcers into yes. all their game. Like, you're great, doing great. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and this game has that as well. Um, you sort of have, like, this loud, obnoxious commandant or whatever who's like, go, go, go. He, he gives you handy tips, like, keep your sight focused on the enemies. <laughs> Fire! Keep shooting. You're Keep doing, shooting. You're doing great. Yeah, um, like, but he only has about five different things he says, and, and he says it pretty much every time you shoot an enemy yeah. out of the air, which is every two seconds. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So you are hearing it a lot. It's just the constant stream of kind of useless chatter. It's like, yeah. did you think I didn't think to shoot the bug? Yeah, exactly. like it's the only thing Mike this game does. Yeah, do you think I wouldn't think of it? And the, it has the color palette is very sort of bright, bright white. It reminds me of uh, I think the game is called Gunblade. The one, it's like a sniper rifle game for uh, I for know. arcade. I, th- I I imagine you've seen it. Oh, maybe. Um, it's like a robot skating game. Um, oh. or maybe I'm thinking Silent Scope. I don't know. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. The point is, this also feels like the kind of game that, you know, Dreamcast would be the only system sort of willing to, like, invest in a port. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there were a lot of arcade ports to Sega consoles. Well, and Dreamcast games all looked very sun-soaked, like this yeah. game does. Like, yeah. very brightly lit, very, like, lots of, like, whites and, and uh, 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 like, summery colors. But usually with those Dreamcast and Sega ports, they would put in, like, an exclusive mode, yeah. which they would often very confusingly just call, like, special mode. Or Dreamcast sure. version, and you're like, I don't know how this is any different. And it often but. really wasn't. I mean, yeah. I, to to this game's credit, there are a few interesting little multiplayer modes. So yeah, uh, your core your core mode in the single player is just do these sort of two minute missions, and you fight, you know, robot ants, robot spiders, and then you fight a King Ghidorah. Yeah, King like Ghidorah a boss robot. fight. That would be like a big kaiju or something. But there's never a sense of having sort of any strategic input on what this is. And the game kept ranking us at the end, and we just kept getting Ds. Yeah. We love to get that D. Absolutely. Got to chase it down. But, yeah. like, you still, it wasn't telling us, like, if is this a good grade? Like, I don't know what we, we could have done differently. We just assumed D was the top of the alphabet. I guess, <laughs> because I, I... In a world where <laughs> A, B, and C have been eliminated. <laughs> I'm so confused yeah. trying to read. Um, 
Yeah, uh, but uh, the fun thing that this game does is that it uses the Wii U gamepad to take your picture. Yeah, at first I was like, it's weird that this isn't on any other system. Yeah, because it doesn't very doesn't seem very Wii U focused. Yeah, but nothing really, to do with the touchpad. The most really. important feature is the camera built into the gamepad. Right, which and I'm pretty sure the arcade cabinet did this yeah. too. It gives you kind of like a Snapchat filter where you can like put yourself in a cowboy hat or make yourself a panda bear or something. You just need to align your face awkwardly by moving the gamepad until you're in frame. Uh, you know, and so that'll be your avatar on screen, which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, but the best utilization of this is the My Kong mode. And this M-Y is kind of an, space K-O-N-G. This is like an asymmetrical multiplayer mode where uh, one person gets their face grotesquely mapped onto a very large sentinel-like uh, robot gorilla. Yep. And the other players are controlling the tanks. And so you're you're on the gamepad controlling your giant kaiju. And you kind you of get different like a top-down view a little bit. And if you power up your gamepad by shaking it back and forth, you'll get golden and very powerful, and you'll close out that little powerful run with a uh, epic kind of uh, uh, Dragon Ball style fart. Yeah. Your, your monkey guy <laughs> will bend over, laser. he will slap his ass, and he will shoot a giant fart laser that eliminates everybody on screen. Uh, so 10 out of 10, no complaints, <laughs> yeah. zero complaints about this game. That, Amazing. Th- that mode was pretty fun. I yeah. feel like that is. I mean, this game is not good. There's no. It, it, it's sort of it's a it, it's a novelty. It's a fun novelty. It's it, like a very brief, like one of the most shallow games yeah, you will ever and see. And it does a good job of like the weapons are satisfying. They make good explosions. Yeah, and like buildings fall down. And like honestly, if this game just had a second stick where I could aim and move, I feel like it would go so much. That farther. would fix so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I mean, as is, you just are constantly thinking, is this it? Maybe I'm missing a button. Nope. Maybe the L button does something. No, that just shoots. That just shoots. Uh, what about why? That shoots. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, uh, everything maybe, shoots. Yeah. Everything yeah, shoots. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything poops except, yeah. you know, and well, uh, also the giant, also yeah, the giant poop. Kong. Yeah. Um, so, but that mode was cute. If nothing else for like, the weird stretched out superimposed face on the screen. Right. Uh, but I I don't think there's many situations where this would be a game that you would reach for even in multiplayer uh, situations. No, like, not really. If you want a tank I, gameplay, Battle Tanks for exactly. the N64. It, it is more complex and satisfying. It, it weirdly super is. Uh, still, you know, like I, I'm not mad at Tank Tank Tank. It's pretty stupid, but uh, it, it's it's. I would in- be mad at it if I if I had purchased it at launch day. Yeah, even- if I had if I had paid any significant amount yeah. of money for this, I'd be upset. But I I think this was like a two dollar yeah. like bargain title. Well, that's good. You get one tank for free. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't charge per tank. All right, let's move on to our next game, and that is Runbo. This was released August twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. Developed by, oh boy, many people. 13 AM <laughs> Games, Cross Function Japan, Heads Up, and Rainy Frog. And it was published by Nighthawk Games. It was also released on PS4, Xbox One, 3DS, Switch, and Windows. So Runbo was created in 2014 as part of the Global Is this Game, game not on Jam. Switch? I think it's on Switch, right? Yeah, I said Switch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, this was created as part of the Global Game Jam Conference, which is kind of like this international like think tank where people can sort of bounce ideas for games off each other and, and debut their demos things like that and i think often they'll have like design they'll like have a 24-hour challenge where people just design games in 24 hours yeah and some really cool things have come from these. oh absolutely yeah these are really fun ideas 
Uh, 13 a.m. is a Canadian team, and their pitch for this uh, game conference was a very simple idea. Mario Kart minus the cart. That was their idea initially. Uh, And so the result is something that's kind of like a mix between Mario Kart and Iggy's Wrecking Balls and a little bit of Killer Queen. I don't know. Am I crazy Uh, thinking there's a Killer Queen vibe in this? I think that you're overcomplicating it. Maybe I'm just thinking in the sense of like uh, your enjoyment of this will increase exponentially the more people you have involved. Yeah, well, that's fair. It's a staple of a multiplayer event. Yeah. Um, I think really the easiest way to describe this is it's a, a platforming racer. Yeah, basically. Like you just basically. you just run from left to right and try to get to the trophy at the end of the level before. Yeah, you know. yeah, it pretty right. pretty uh, quick and easy to pick up. Um, so yeah, after this game came out, it became a small scale indie hit on digital platforms. Uh, it was patched to feature guest characters from a whole bunch of other indie games, including Shovel Knight, Hyperlight Drifter, Guacamelee, Steam World Dig, Mutant Mud, Shantae, many others. Uh, and the physical release of this game includes all the DLC, including a Satura's Space Adventure, which is a 50-level story expansion. Oh. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot of little features on this disc. Yeah, this, um, whereas Tank 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 was very content light, um, this game is pretty generous. It for, is. like having a very basic premise. They explore that in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Uh, this game is a, a, a real little treat. This one's yeah. really fun. Um, yeah, it's it's super simple to pick up. Uh, you know, like, like I said, I was digging into the single player mode and I think one player mode is a pretty boring way to play this game. You right. don't really have any competition. Occasionally there's like some uh, little monster doodads that you have to platform off of, but like there's no power ups, there's nothing else. It's just kind of like make it to the end in these very short really little a, sections. There's not really a sense of energy. No, to it. not You're really. Just kind of like, why am I playing this as opposed to a platformer that yeah has personality sort of yeah. Um, but I, even just adding one more player kind of changes it dramatically. Yeah. It makes it such a, uh, a a more fun. Experience. Yeah, I mean, this game plays quite well with two people. I've previously played this game. I think with eight or nine. So a which couple things. The Wii U supports. Yeah. The Wii U can support nine player local play, uh, which, which is pretty cool. It does in a lot of really creative ways. Um, w- I mean, one player can use the gamepad. Yeah. But other players can do things like connect a nunchuck to a Wiimote, and then one player plays on the nun the nunchuck just by itself, and the other player plays on the Wiimote, which is just a very clever way to sort of. St- because not everyone has nine controllers laying around. No. But to sort of stretch that and make that work and also just contribute to the goofy party game feel. Absolutely. And the gameplay mechanic here, like sort of the central conceit of this game, which I think this game would still be fun if this mechanic was not here. Yeah. But it gives it its own identity, but it also takes a little bit to wrap your head around, is as you're racing from left to right, like the gates just open and everyone goes, um... There's these colored, there's platforms that are different colors. Yeah. And then there's sort of a swath of paint that is constantly changing color and painted over either from left to right or mm. top down. Yeah, so it'll just keep cycling through every yeah, couple of Yeah, you'll seconds. see like orange at the top and then it comes down and covers the background in orange. And what that does is any platform that is the same color as the background disappears. Yeah, you can't, it's not even, it's just not there. You can't uh, stand on it at all. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And it'll hide obstacles from you as well. Mm-hmm. So like you might uh, be dodging like a spike ball or something and then it'll turn orange and then the spike ball hits you. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it ta- it what it results in is this game's got a lot to wrap your head around in a very short amount of time because mm-hmm. the more people you're playing with, like 
They might be running and attacking you like there's a punch and dash button that people can knock you around with. The platforming itself is sometimes pretty tricky. Yeah. With like spikes to dodge and things like that. And, you know, characters can knock you around. But then you like, you just sort of get in the zone and are jumping. And then like a color swath comes down and the thing you were about to jump on disappears and you die. And once you die in the race, you're just out. There's no respawning. And I think that this is initially frustrating because it's so much to keep track of. But like when you do get in the zone and sort of have the peripheral vision to see what color is about to come down, Mm -hmm. like it works really well and is a lot of fun and gives this game its own identity. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that's where it really starts to come together. And and in multiplayer is where this game really shines because that's where you start getting these quote-unquote power-ups like we were talking about. Like, they, these have kind of the Bomberman-style distinction of, like, not every power-up is actually beneficial, mm-hmm. and some of them are really going to screw you over, and you don't know what you're getting until you get it. Right. So you just have to kind of roll with it. Like, you could get one that's going to swap places with the other runner. Ano- yeah, another random runner. And it'll give you a second to acclimate and see where you're going to go, but this could put you well behind. This could put you in a pit. This could put you, like, you know, Woody used this to, like, snipe me at the very last second i was dominating the entire race and then you got one and swapped places with me and took the lead yeah like you know so that that's like one strategic way that you can use that very well yeah i mean a lot of these chaotic power-ups like another one makes the level gray so yeah. the colors will still change but you can't tell what color is about to disappear i guess also warning i think this game is unplayable if you're colorblind i think probably yeah yeah, like they, yeah. They, there's no conceit for like it's not like a board game where they have different symbols on the different colors it's just like if you're colorblind like you're just fucked yeah <laughs> like, yeah you're just not really gonna be yeah the whole thing is designed around those shifting color schemes so. um and yeah another power up will like make two of the characters look identical. And so if you get that and then like the switch positions with someone in quick succession, your brain will just melt. It gets confusing real fast. Yeah. Your really only advantage with some of these power-ups is that you know that they're about to trigger so you can get ready, whereas someone else who's focusing on their platforming is going to get caught by surprise. This really has kind of a Smash Brothers style feel of controlled chaos, like a sense of... uh, uh, like it's it's meant to be crazy and it's meant to keep you on your toes like the game is kind of in control of this uh and you don't feel like it's just random shit happening but you need to adapt quickly like maybe one level you'll be moving to the right and the next you'll have to go to the left maybe you'll be uh moving up and down or or maybe there'll be portals now or there's traps or there's enemies you know maybe you need to fight instead of race and they do a good job like um making the space between the levels very short. Yes. So it's like you get the power up, they give you a brief screen that gives you like a little kudos. Mm-hmm. This game has like a lot of sass to it. A lot of when sass. If both to... characters die, it's like, interesting strategy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like, those were real people. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, like they're just trying to mess with your head when you lose. Um, And yeah, I think Smash Brothers is a good comparison, but it also has like, much like Smash Brothers, if you wanted to play it with a little less chaos, like you can turn off the items. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like Smash Brothers, if you pl- the more people that you involve, I think sometimes it does get a little out of hand. Yeah. Even though there's the ability to play nine people, which I think, you know, is a lot of fun, it probably shines better around like five. Yeah, four, Because five, to have yeah. so much going on at the same time is a lot. And honestly, I was very surprised by like, 
just the basic run mode with two people is still quite fun. It really is. Yeah, no, I'm surprised it held up that well. I mean, just having that one little competitive edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you really never quite know how it's going to shake out. You know, like you can run it. and But it, that's by design. It's yeah. not like a game that's poorly balanced. Like it's it's meant to be kind of tripping you up whenever you can. And so, yeah, there's a couple other cool modes. So your default is just kind of the race. Yeah. But there is a arena mode where it's the last person alive. And this is and, so chaotic, too. Yeah. Like, every stage is, like, a dramatically different mechanic. And usually you're fighting the stage as much as you're fighting the other Yeah, because you can't, you can't kill someone by, like, punching them out. No, uh, no. You have to knock them into spikes or have them fall into the lava. And some of them have portals, like... One of them like had a portal out of one room and I couldn't find the portal and then my room just filled up with lava and I died. Yeah, it's I don't know, like some of this stuff I think falls into the category of random bullshit. Yes, but it like all happens so fast and has like so much charm and lightness to it. You can't be mad at it. No, like it's one thing when you play Mario Party and you've invested like two hours into your game and then someone like randomly steals your star at the end of the game. Then you're pissed because you're like, I put so much energy it's like here you have a 30-second little arena and then like some random bullshit falls and kills you. You're yeah. like, well, that was that was a goof. Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll try to be prepared for that next time, yeah. but yeah, honestly, I probably won't be because this game's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the uh the next mode is I think a step down. That's the king of the hill mode. This where... one felt more frustrating yeah. than balanced, I think, of the others, because uh it's, it's one of those situations where you, you need to get to this floating platform and hold on to it for 10 seconds, you know, just like regular King of the Hill it, mode. It, it, thankfully, but, like, you don't have to hold on to it all in one uh, sitting. Like, it, it will keep your time when you get knocked off. Because you will get knocked off because this still has the color-shifting mechanic. Yeah. And, like, the platform itself on the, on the hill is, like, blue. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, blue will come down and you'll just fall off the platform. And that's kind of what makes it frustrating yeah yeah you're most getting like one or two seconds at a time yeah and you're just kind of like you're not even really competing with each other so much you're just kind of trying to stay on this platform and you're sort of ignoring each other so like it's not bad it's just uh it's less interesting than the other it wouldn't be my preferred way to play and this this third mode here which is real cool um and this is exclusive to the wii u for reasons that will make sense in a second is like the color master mode where one player, whoever's holding the Wii U gamepad, is the color master, mm-hmm. color with a C, yeah, um, mm-hmm. or color with a U. With a U, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I was say, I, when is color not with a C? Yeah, I, I don't guess. know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but you, you know, the other people can, you know, still play. It's the race mode. It seems normal, but like they are all on a team against the color master, who has the ability to drag down tools on the Wii U gamepad to, like, mess up what's going on on the board. Yeah. Like, your basic tools are, like, little paint cans. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you know that there's a pink platform coming up, you can drag down pink paint, set it over that pink platform right as someone's jumping to it, and then it disappears and they fall to their death. Yeah. Which is very satisfying if you can get that pulled off correctly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you timed it perfectly well a couple of times, like, where I was just about to make it to the final trophy and then you just blotted out a platform right before i got there yeah and it also gives you a couple um other little weapons like yeah like little traps basically the traps there's one that reverses people's controls one that like strikes them with lightning you can set a bomb in front of them we never figured out what the like decoy 
did. There's one where yeah. like, it just puts a clone of the person, but it doesn't seem to affect anything. Yeah, I didn't really see what that one did. And then there's I mean, also that you can turn their playfield gray, but how, yours stays colored. Does uh, how, how badly do you get tripped up by the uh, reverse controls like mechanic when that pops up in games? Is that, all, that was coming up in Castlevania Bloodlines, too. There's a mm, monster that makes you do that. It doesn't seem like it would be that big of a problem in Castlevania, since those are usually slower paced. Right. Um, I guess it's all about... It, it screws you up initially when you're going, like, you start going the wrong way, but once you sort of get a handle on it. Yeah. It's... I always say, I don't know, I, I, I tend to adapt pretty well, but I it's not a mechanic I love just because it's so frustrating. Yeah. I, it always makes me think of, uh, did you play Beyond Good and Evil? Yeah. Yeah, the final boss in that where they keep switching the controls on you like oh, that. Like, okay. It makes it frustrating. Like, yeah. it's clever, but it's like, oh, this is Beyond Good rough. and Evil is a game I'm only medium on. I like okay. that game a lot. I like yeah. the game, but it's been a long That's time. That's because it's about like journalism. That. Yeah. You it's, just it, love journalist stuff. Well, I love that. I mean, it reflects my experience as a journalist, which Hanging is- Hanging around uh, with a surly pig, man. Hanging out with a surly pig. We were riding around in hoverboats all the time. You know, I was smacking uh, uh, subjects with my cane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's pretty accurate. Basic journalism school kind sure. of boilerplate stuff. That's what that's what that movie Spotlight was about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that scene where Mark Ruffalo and his pig friend smacked that uh, <laughs> priest in the face with the, with the yeah. cane? <laughs> Better, I mean, yeah, I like that movie, but that's a better movie right there. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, and then there's a couple of new little features on here, too. There's one called, like, Enter the Bohemoth, which is kind of just, like, super hard mode, uh, basically. They give you a timer, and you're being swallowed by this giant beast, and you need to make your way through its guts. Yeah, uh, and to play these modes where you're playing against the levels are just not that satisfying, because you're just, like... I should just kind of be playing Meat Boy here because that's what that game is designed for. Yeah. Whereas here, every the levels feel a little more tossed off. They don't quite have that level of precision that you care about. Yeah. So it's definitely like the joy is playing against other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so and that's fine. But it's like I like that this game is just loaded with stuff to do. So like you do have options to play. I don't really see myself playing the single player mode uh, uh, with any, you know, uh, regularity. But there are like 200 levels for, to go through if you want to do that. Okay. I found it just kind of boring to play that way because, by design, it is a very simplistic platformer. You know, like the mechanics are very basic. You just have like a jump, a double jump, and a punch, uh, and the little uppercut that'll kind of give you a triple jump sort of boost. Right. But uh, not that entertaining to play on its own. You you want the chaos and you want more uh, uh, friends goofing up and uh, throwing colors at you. I mean, we so. all want more friends, Steve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Runbow. Really fun. Yep. Really fun. Uh, they should call that. it Funbow. They should call it Funbow. Dear Gamer, uh, please rename your game. Yes. That, that, that The name of the creator of this game or is Gamer. Yes, apparently. Fun Run, the game. It's, it's Ger Ger Gerard Butler who made this game. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our final game of this little trio of weirdness, and this is called Tumblestone. This was released November 1st, 2016. It was developed by, great title here, the Quantum Astrophysicists Guild, <laughs> and published by Nighthawk Games. It was also released on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and mobile platforms. So the Quantum Astrophysicists Guild, ah, that's hard, <laughs> hard, word, hard word to say. It's a, kind of a clunky and funny name for a very small development company that has programmers working in Arizona and Washington, uh, Tumblestone is their second game. Their first one was a very tiny release called The Bridge. Which oh, I've was heard a, of The Bridge. Yeah, it's like a, a puzzle platformer uh, based on the artwork of M.C. Escher. Okay. Um, which uh, I, I had not heard of this until researching it. That sounds fun to me. Yep. That won some awards and kind of got them a little bit of notice. 
Uh, now, the official website for Tumblestone boasts that this is the, quote, first original puzzle game in the last 15 years, meaning since 2001. That is, like, provably false. Sure. Because <laughs> like, this is coming off of, like, the mobile game puzzle boom, like, of the, of the mid-2000s. Like, like they might not be... They, they, those might be some kind of derivative games, like Candy Crush and stuff like that, but... I, I don't you can't Weird. say that this is the first original puzzle game in 15 I, years. I mean, but I understand what they're going for in the sense that like puzzle game mechanics have been pretty ironed down. It's yeah. like everything feels like it's basically a take you know, like it's Tetra's te- Tetra's attack or panel to pawn mm-hmm. and uh bust a move. Yeah. And it's like everything is kind of an iteration of that and, and I guess Candy Crush. Yeah. I'm sure that's you know, which is just like columns, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like you things things fall or regrow, and you match three colors. And even though they're called puzzle games, mm-hmm. something that has always kind of irked me is you, they don't really like require much thought. Like when I yeah. play Tetris Attack, I am not like really working my brain so much as I am just responding to the stimulus of matching the colors. A little bit. I, th- I think I'm I'm strategizing a little bit more with that game than I am with, like, a Candy Crush or mm-hmm. something like that. Candy Crush is just kind of Twitch, you know? It's right. just like, uh, 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 that's just a little serotonin boost as the shiny colors line up, you know? Right, but, like, the, the actual foresight to that is a little bit of an afterthought of mm-hmm. just, like, pure speed. Yeah. And yeah. a bust a move is kind of that same thing. It's like the main mechanic in that game is not so much, I mean, it's about, you know, 30% strategizing and then it's 70% getting good at aiming your little, you know, arrow shooter. Yeah. Yeah. And this game does make a pretty legitimate effort to put sort of puzzle mechanics into a puzzle game. Yeah. And so I would describe this as very much. A bust a move look alike, but the difference is if you do not match three, like you're down at the bottom shooting, um, shooting like stones up, square stones up at the top, and if you don't match three of them in a row, you are punished fairly severely. Like, like you need to restart your whole in the base mode, yeah. um, like sort of the puzzle race. If you fail to match three in a row, all your blocks just respawn and you yeah. have to start over. And so it's a race to see who can do it in the correct order. And there's like there's plenty of situations where if you've hit the wrong block before, you have an unwinnable situation. Like yeah, you it's just one of those like there's not one correct path, but there is a correct path. There is a correct thing you need to do, or else you're screwed. And so it does require like a little bit more strategizing. And like the base game, the the single player game. It removes time limits, like you don't really have an encroaching screen or anything. They want you to take your time and think about where you're placing these blocks. So it is definitely a different approach to the match three that you usually see. Right. Uh, the game is like, the, the presentation of this game is like very kind of chintzy, kind of yeah. like very, um, uh, a, clearly a low budget title. And there's very art assets that they paid for. Uh, totally, yeah. It's It's kind of the, all your characters are all just like blocks. It's kind of... It's kind of a step down from the character designs in Boom Blocks, where but it's yeah. of the same sort of ilk, you know, where it's we're we're just going to animate the puzzle blocks that we're using and like try and give them characteristics. And you know, that's not something that bothers me all that much in a puzzle game. But no. what really I think bothers me about the presentation is that all of the in like play stages are just tiny. 
like really small. Like it, it looks like it's been optimized for a, like a, a smartphone screen because yeah. you have a very narrow little window that you're doing all your puzzling in, and then just kind of a lot of empty space on either side of the screen. If you get four players like on this game, then it fills that up nicely. Yeah. But it doesn't scale. Like it doesn't like with two players, you're like both kind of pushed to the left, and then there's just a bunch of space. Yeah, on the there's right still side just a bunch screen. of empty space. Yeah, yeah. So and it's not like so small as to sort of interfere with your ability to play the game the way it's intended like no, and you can it, still it, see everything fine it works well but, with off tv play it yeah. works well if you're just kind of like looking at a little screen but, but there's it, just it does no reason feel... for it to be that way i guess it's because yeah. it was so like this game is so tall yeah and like they didn't know of an easy way to like stretch it out without sort of making the proportions weird yeah uh but that that is kind of a bummer that's a, that's a little strange, yeah. And yeah, but I mean, the plus side of it being fairly straightforward is that there's no there's no like foofara, there's no like uh, long load times or like a million different uh, uh, producer cards at that's the beginning true. or anything like that. You kind of can just get right into it. And I would actually recommend getting right into it. I think this game is pretty great. Uh, the the fundamental design of this style of puzzle is really good. Uh, and it is different from what we've seen in other match three games. It requires a lot more strategy and it, yeah, it, the vibe is much closer to Tetris attack than something like, uh, uh, the candy crush, which we're going to keep dunking on. Cause, uh, Candy Crush gives me a headache. I don't okay, know. I believe yeah. you. Well, I mean, it gives me a toothache. Oh yeah. See, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's, I, yeah. Only I that. candy crush by crushing it with my teeth. So. <laughs> that's the only kind of candy crush I want. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think that this game is neat in the sense that it requires some real thought and precision, and it's probably available for mobile phones still. I'm and willing to bet. In, I'm going to look in the App Store in real time. While you're yeah, talking. that seems like a perfectly suitable way to play this game. I don't think that there's really anything that the Wii U has going for it that is makes this more appealing. No. Um, and the only other button that you have is you can press L or R to like instantly teleport to one, uh, the left or right side of your screen to sort of cover more ground quickly. There- it, is, it is on the App Store okay. and it is free and I am downloading it now. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that seems like the more fun way to play it. Um, there are also quite a few multiplayer modes here. Um, your basic one is the puzzle race where you just play a series of puzzles to defeat destroy all the blocks first Mm -hmm. and like we said if you fail uh to match three it restarts and just whoever manages to succeed first uh wins it's it's cool because even though it's called a race i think it probably rewards the person who thinks about it a little more and goes more methodically as opposed to the person who just trying to grind through yeah, and it, it is all done in such quick bursts that, like, you don't feel too terribly frustrated if you have to reset. It yeah. can be irritating if you're just, like, down to the last couple blocks and you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't think ahead about that purple one, you know? And it's the same puzzle every time. So it's the same puzzle every time. Yeah, and uh, you can reset just by hitting the B button. It'll just take you right back and everything will go back into place immediately. Um, your and- other, your next mode is uh, battle mode, which is very comparable to, like, a bust-a-move battle mode mm-hmm. where they're coming down at you from the top of the screen and if they hit the bottom you're you lose um and your punishment here like if you fail to match three it will uh move down a level 
but it will yeah, also, it won't end the game this time though. It'll right. end it another way, yeah. and it will also, I think, move down a level if when your opponent matches three or something. I don't know. You you were kicking my ass at this game just generally. I think this is more I'm, of your style of game. This is kind of my speed. This is yeah. the one genre of game I'm like pretty competitive in yeah. and can and can keep up with. Like uh, uh, so, I'm I'm. That's why I, I don't know. I settled into a routine with it. I'm like, yeah, this this works. Like yeah. this is fun, and I. I enjoyed the multiplayer a lot. Like, yeah, and uh, then there was a tug of war, which is very much like the puzzle race, except it's divided into checkpoints. It's all just one much longer level with little stones in the middle. So if you fail, you go back to that area. Mm-hmm. And each time you complete an area, like your opponent's screen comes down and your screen goes up. Yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, none of these modes are vastly different than the others because no. you still have the same basic mechanic, but they all work pretty well. But it's like pretty quick and easy to just jump right into it mm-hmm. you know and uh there are multiple like uh control options it makes it pretty accessible um i, I feel you know i feel bad that i like i might be giving a short shrift like it's a game i really enjoy it's kind of just hard to describe puzzle games it's hard yeah. hard to it's hard to uh convey why this is fun like without actually sitting down and playing it um but like i i, I do enjoy the strategy i i like i think it's a nice blend of yeah. like fast paced action and kind of more strategic thinking um and uh, yeah the other there was like an arcade mode with like a marathon mode and like a uh what was the, the heartbeat 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 and which is like you need to hit a certain score you need to get like to a 50 defeat point that many blocks point. as they're coming down to you which again were uh, yeah. basically the same thing but just different enough to like breathe a little freshness there and to work work very well yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoyed this game too. I yeah, I think we I think we had three like weird little winners here. Like even even Tang 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 is like a fun novelty. I mean, like it, it went uh, out on a high note with your giant Monkey Kong fart. I like, think so. I think that it was, was good. Uh, we ended with that mode instead of started with it. Exactly. If we'd started with it, I think it'd be a dramatically different conversation, yeah. but uh yeah, I, I, I don't know. I had fun with all three of these. Like, uh, I think the Wii U is good with these little small indie games. I think they, they were really smart about giving these a, a platform and giving these a um, physical release and things like that. I mean, it was cool that we were able to essentially feel, gain a full understanding of what these three games had to offer within basically an hour. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're all pretty simple and uh, straightforward. Yeah, it's not like Monster Hunter where we need to commit like eight, nine hours to it before we like figure out how to play it. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is a quick hit, fun little game. And that's not to say there's not more content there in Runbow and Tumblestone. Sure. It's just, you sort of get the gist pretty quick. You do, which yeah. is great, which is great. And of course, once again, I've forgotten to uh, give you the ranking that's list. Okay. You can look it over. So I, I, I'm going to vamp a little bit while you decide well, what your rankings you tell, are. Do you know where you're ranking these? I don't, so oh, I am This is This just, is us in action. Man, let me tell you, the concept of ranking uh, was invented by James P. Rank, uh, who decided, was trying to figure out which okay. of his children he loved best. Sure. All right, here we go. Going on the fly. <laughs> now, um, Runbo was the best of these games, I, mm-hmm. at least for me. It's yeah, very so. much my style game. I love games that can play a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that this game is fun and all the variety of multiplayer mechanics work well. And really well and, suited to the Wii U, like yeah. you said. Like, this might be the best way to play it. Um, and so I'm going to put it at number six, which hey. is right under Sonic and All-Star Racing's Transformed, a game I have still been enjoying very much. Yeah. Um, we Tumblestone is not really my style of game. Um, I wish that the presentation in it was a little better, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. Like I'm still more of like, I just want the Twitch puzzle game. And when I actually have to think about it, I start getting a little frustrated and your superior brain, um, you know, with those 
it's that combination of like, oh, Steve is so good, and these blocks are coming down to crush me, and I got a little flustered. I've got one of those big, like, uh, Star Trek brains. With yeah, the you're like, uh, oh, like, crap, what's yeah. that guy's name? Hector Hammond? Oh, that's, yeah, 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 the, the, from, uh, the Green, from Green Lantern. Lantern. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, so that's going a little lower, but I still enjoyed it. I'm going to put it um, number 36 right uh, behind Call of Duty Black Ops 2. And Tank 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 is just so, so little of a game that even though I was kind of charmed by it, mm-hmm. it's it's not going to be one I would really ever reach for. It's a, um, it's a wispy little giant monkey fart of a game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to put it at number 73, which is right below the Wipeout games. Ooh. Another games that were kind of fun and charming in their smallness. In their stupidity. Yeah, exactly, yeah. but are certainly not good games. No, definitely not. So but, uh, we really ran the ran the gamut there. One very really high up, one kind of in the middle, and one way near the bottom. I am I am similarly putting Runbow in a very high position. It is also cracking my top ten. Uh, I think I am putting it at uh, number eight, which is uh, just behind Pikmin 3 and just above Gianna Sisters. Nice. Uh, another little indie game yeah. I enjoyed greatly. Yeah, Runbow's fun. Runbow's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check that one out. There's a lot of options. You can find kind of it's it's kind of got something for everybody. Yeah. And I and think it's available on lots of platforms. Like, yeah. I think it's the coolest on the Wii U, but like it seems like it'd be very good on Switch. Yeah, it seems like it's anywhere. And I think people of any skill level can just pick this up and have a good time, which mm-hmm. is sort of what you want for a party game. Uh, Tumblestone, I also liked quite a bit, and I'm sandwiching it between another couple of indie games. Uh, this is my number 17, so it's between Axiom Verge and Shantae Half-Genie Hero. Yeah. That's a good little sandwich my of indie games right, right there. Tumblestone was right by Axiom Verge also. Yeah, yeah. And then Tank, 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 uh, yeah, not a good game. Charming in its stupidity, but really not a very good game. I'm putting that at number 72. That's underneath the Mario and Sonic games. Wow, which, we ended uh, up very similar. Yeah, yeah and uh, man, Mario and Sonic games, disappointing that they would uh, just barely be edging out Tank Tank <laughs> yeah. Tank because they're probably much more expensive <laughs> yeah, games. That's true. Definitely much more involved. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that is it for this little grab bag game, uh, game, game series. You know, uh, I, I want to find another little cluster of these random indie yeah, games. Yeah, this was uh, a delight. It's, it's, those are fun to kind of, uh, dust off. Um, next week we, uh, we, we learned our lesson. Uh, and so I'm going to try <laughs> and get a couple of fitness games in before the heat wave oh, happens this sure. time, uh, so that we are not on the verge of death as yeah. we're trying to play We Fit You. <laughs> on the hottest day of like history. It was like yeah. the hottest day in our state's history. And we're like, yeah, okay, let's, let's exercise in my unair conditioned apartment. <laughs> Uh, So next week, we're going to be playing the last two fitness games on the system. Uh, One of them is called Your Shape Fitness Evolved 2013. And the other one is Zumba World Party. We're going to we're going to Zumba. Your Shape Fitness Evolved 2013. That's just kind of a random selection of words. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll see also, how those turn out. What business is it of that game? What my shape is? Yeah. Don't like, judge my shape. Yeah. All yeah. shapes are beautiful. Yeah. Especially I'm a Bartlett pear. Yeah. Okay. And I'm very happy. I'm an that. isosceles triangle. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pyramid head. I'm a series of rhombi. Yeah. Um, all right, well, tune in next week uh, as we are uh, going to get fit, get in shape, About and we're going to Zumba the night away. So uh, to all of you for listening, I just want to say thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, and uh, that's it. I'm, I'm going to close it on Perfect. that. Perfect.